Well, praise God. We've been ministering, and I've been ministering actually, on uh, a series called Freedom. Amen. You know God wants you free. Hallelujah. And so God wants you set free. He doesn't want you bound by anything. And uh, we've been studying some stories in the Bible of how people receive their freedom. And, you know, there's, there's keys to that. And we talked about, you know, different stories in the Bible. We talked about the lady with the issue of blood. And she had a problem for, tw with, for 12 years. She was sick for 12 years. But you know what? We found out that she did some things and she never lost her passion. And I'm going to say this, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, keep your eyes on the promises of God. Amen? Amen. And don't, don't focus on the problems. Don't focus on those things. Focus on the bigness of God. And she was passionate. She heard about Jesus and she did some things. She said that if she could touch the hem of his garment, she would be made uh, whole. And that was a key. And, you know, here's a key here that we have to be speaking something out of our mouths to activate the blessings of God in our lives. Amen. And really what we need to be speaking is the word of God. We need to be speaking the promises of God. In Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you're going to eat your words. Amen. And I want to eat good words. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Okay, praise God. So we're talking about, you know, ways of coming out of your issues. Maybe you're dealing with sickness. Maybe you've been dealing with long-term sickness. God wants you to be broken out of that sickness. Do you believe that? I'm going to say this, that God doesn't put sickness on people and he's not the author of sickness because he instructed Jesus and Jesus, actually the disciples asked Jesus uh, to help them to pray and, and Jesus you know, led them in the Lord's Prayer, most of you know it, but in the Lord's Prayer it says, let it be down here on earth as it is in heaven and there's no sickness in heaven. So God's perfect will is to be like like down here on earth as it is in heaven. And how is it in heaven? It's good in heaven, praise God. Amen, it's good. There's no sick people in heaven, praise the Lord. There's no sad people in heaven, praise God. There's nobody battling a depression in heaven. Amen. Nobody's battling, you know, there's no battles in heaven. There's no demons in heaven, amen. Hallelujah. And we're down here to really to cast those demons out, praise God. And so really we need to say something and you need to start speaking something and, and you need to start confessing the promises of God and, and then we need to act on the promises of God. It's interesting that Brother Hagin, that uh, I don't know if you've heard of him, some of you may not have heard of him, but Brother Hagin, he, he um, had, uh, has a Bible school and he went, went home to be with the Lord a few years back. But he, he really, um, when he grew up, he grew up with a problem with his heart. He had, uh, he had a blood problem in his body. And the doctor said he wouldn't live past 17 years old. And so, but he got a hold of the Bible and started studying the Bible. And, you know, he started studying Mark 11, 22 and 23 about speaking to your mountain. And so he started studying that. Actually, he called some preachers. He found out about James 5, 14 that you can call the preachers to pray for you and they can anoint you with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. But the problem is there's not all preachers believe James 5, 14. Not all preachers believe that God still heals today. 
but you're looking at a preacher that does. Amen. Amen. I believe that God wants you delivered. He wants you set free. He doesn't want you bound up in anything. Amen. In other words, Christians should be the most free people on planet Earth. Do you believe that today? And we shouldn't be bound up by anything. Praise the God. Amen. And so we need to, we need to understand that. And, and so Brother Hagin was bound up by sickness. He even had a preacher came, came in. He called for a preacher. And was, was hoping that the preacher would pray a prayer of faith. But the preacher prayed a prayer of doubt and unbelief. Lord, send him home quickly. You know, Lord, you know, to cut out his suffering and send him home quickly. Your will be done. You know, it's God's will for you to be healed. Not for you to go to an early grave. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 91, it says, With long life I will satisfy you. Long life. Somebody say long. Yeah, you guys stretch that long out. Long life. Amen. Hallelujah. So with long life, God will satisfy us and show us how. So God wants to give us long life. But not just long suffering life. He wants to give us long good life. Amen. So we're not here down here to suffer. And the reason why we're not down here to suffer because Jesus suffered for us. Amen. Jesus actually paid the price and he suffered the penalty of sin and he, he received stripes on his body for our healing. Amen. And he, and he went to the cross so that we could have salvation. But he was beat and, and he was, um, the Bible actually said he didn't even look like a man. So what he received all the wrath of God for our sin. Think about that. He received the punishment of our sin was put on Jesus. Why? So we could have the blessings of God. Amen. Isn't that awesome? And we need to understand that so we don't need to be suffering sickness. Amen. We need to be living in the blessing. Amen. Glory to God. So we're talking about that and we're talking about that you have to say something. These are some keys. And that you also have to act on your faith. And Brother Hagin was laying in bed and he was praying. He said, Lord, I believe that I'm healed. He said, I believe I'm healed of this deformed heart. I believe I am healed of this incurable blood disease that he had. And he would say that. And some of you might need to start saying that. You might need to start saying, I believe I am healed from diabetes. I, I, hey amen. Amen. This is important. Your faith has to speak. Why? You, you believe it because Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your pains. He already paid the price for it, for it, so you don't have to pay that price. You can receive the blessing. Amen. And so you need to start speaking like that, that you believe the stripes of Jesus has, you know, paid the price for your healing. And so you have to start believing that. And, and even though you may be dealing with some suffering right now, God can bring you out of it. Amen. As we focus on Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, focus on Jesus. So there were some keys, so you have to act on it. And, and Brother Hagen was laying on, on his bed of sickness, and the Holy Spirit said, you know, he was about 10 o'clock in the morning, he said, Sick, uh, uh, well people are up by this time. And so Brother Hagen decided to move on his faith and get out of the bed, even though he was paralyzed. And so as, as soon as he made the effort, the power of God hit him, and he was able, and he was healed that very day. And actually, he started moving, and we got to move in the direction that we're believing God for. Amen? And so he activated his faith. The lady with the issue of blood activated her faith 
by moving out. She heard about Jesus. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. She moved through the crowd. She went to Jesus. She touched the hem of his garment. She received wholeness. She felt that she was healed. And, and Jesus felt the power coming out of him. She actually accessed the power of God through faith. Amen. And I'm going to say this. You can access the power of God by your believing. Do you believe that today? Thank you for those amens. And so we just got to believe, amen, and she received her healing, and then she talked about how God has healed her. She told Jesus the whole story. And so we need to start doing those things. We need to start speaking something, acting on our faith. We need to receive the promise, and then we need to start telling people that we're healed even before it looks like that we're healed. Amen. Amen. In other words, the Bible says this, that you've got to call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. In other words, you call into existence what you're believing God for. Amen. Amen. See, normally, see, we, we respond and we act like that as people. We normally say what we're going to do. Amen. Don't you normally do that? Amen. Say you're in a room with your spouse or with your kids and, and, a, and maybe you're watching a movie and you say, well, I, and then... You know, you feel like you got to go to the bathroom. So what do you do? You put it on pause and say, I'm going to the bathroom. That's right. You normally speak what, before you do something. Isn't that right? And so a lot of times we're speaking or I'm hungry. And then what, what's the next thing? You're raiding the refrigerator, right? Mm -hmm. so, so you're normally speaking before you do something. And so really that is a law of faith when you start speaking these things. And so we see that and we saw that David taught us how to get ahead in life. And we talked about David def, uh, defeating Goliath and how he had to speak his faith. And, and, you know, he had faith in God. He believed that his God was able to bring him into victory against, uh, you know, unbeatable odds. And you might be dealing with unbeatable odds today, but God can bring you in to that promised land. You believe that today? Amen. Amen. And so, we, so we, we studied that story and we see that David came out victorious because he spoke his faith. He acted on his faith and he executed the plan. And we, we, and we read that in 1 Samuel 17. So we saw that. And then the next person we, we looked at was uh, the wayward son, the uh, prodigal son. And he was away from God. But he spoke some things. He, he was in a pigsty and he said, I, you know, I, my father has servants in his household. Surely he will receive me back as a servant. He had faith in God's love. And we got to have faith in God's love for us. Yes. Amen. We have to have faith. It's not just how well we do. It's not just, you know, how good we are. It's really how great God is. And when we start having faith in on how great God is, our faith will take on wings and soar. Do you believe that today? Amen. And so we got to believe in the greatness of God and, and the love of God, praise God. And, and so we know that the prodigal son, you know, had faith in the love of his father. And we know that Jesus was telling the story of how the father saw the son from a distance and ran towards the son. Even though he, was, he did some wrong things, the father didn't even acknowledge it. So I'm going to say this, that God is not looking at your misses this morning. He's looking at what you've done right. And if you are in Jesus, you received Christ, you did something right. Amen? Amen. So God's not looking at that. He's looking at, 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 at you in his son, praise God. And he's focusing on, 
on the blessings he wants to bestow upon you. And he's not looking to judge you at all. Praise God. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus didn't come to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So really, that's the key. And we have to understand that. So so uh, we're, we've been talking about these stories. And today I want to talk to you about a, a cure that, that, that may set you free. And I call it the praise cure. Amen? Amen. And, you know, a lot of people are looking for remedies. Have you ever gotten uh, sick or whatever and you start Googling maybe a, a, a cold? Okay, what is a good remedy for a cold? Amen? Has anybody ever done that out here? Or is it just me? And uh, praise God. And then I found out, you know, apple cider vinegar. That's what you want to do. You know, if you're attacked with a cold, get some apple cider vinegar, right? This is free. I'm not going to charge you for this this morning. And, and so get some apple cider vinegar, right? And get two tablespoons of it. You have to get the mother, of course. It, it, there, there's one called, you know, it's called Bragg's apple cider vinegar. And they call it the mother, you know. And uh, the mother, amen. And uh, that's, I guess, the mother of all apple cider vinegar, amen. And so you just take that and, you know, it's tough. And you take two tablespoons of that. And you put some cayenne pepper in there. Oh, isn't that good? How many people rather just praise God for their healing? Amen? And uh, put some cayenne pepper in there. And then get some, uh, uh, get some lemon, squeeze some lemon in there. And get a tablespoon of honey. Stir that up, praise God, and just drink it like water. Amen? My wife is, my, my, my wife's mother, she's into herbs and all that. And she, uh, she, she likes doing modern medicines and uh, my wife told me one day that her mom would boil some roots and try to get Yin to drink it as an elixir, you know, as something that would make her healthy. And Yin hated that stuff. And her mom would say, just drink it like water. Just drink it like water, you know. And, uh, and so, you know, it, but I'd rather, I'd rather do this. It's good to have these natural remedies, but I'd rather have a supernatural remedy. And what's that? That's praise. In other words, we need to start praising God. And, you know, I'm going to say this. A lot of people don't know this, but Satan that fell, Lucifer, his name was Lucifer before he got the title Satan. And Lucifer, of course, is God's arch enemy now. But Lucifer was an anointed cherub, an angel that God created. And, And some say he was of the highest order of angels. He was an archangel. And, but God created uh, Lucifer beautiful, and he had all these spress, uh, uh, precious gemstones that covered him. And he also had pipes, they said. And, and some, uh, some people believe that, that he was the worship leader in heaven, amen, that, that he may have led worship, that Lucifer may have led worship in heaven. But, but we know that Lucifer got caught up in himself, got caught up in his own beauty, and he wanted God's job. Of course, nobody can take the place of God. Amen? And of course, you know, Satan is looking for your worship. He's looking for your worship. And a lot of people don't realize this. We, we don't realize this. Even as Christians, we can worship the devil. What? I, don't, I never worship the devil. Have you, have you ever complained? Uh, Pastor, can you go somewhere else with this message? Have you ever focused on the negatives in your life? Have you ever talked about the negatives? Have you ever talked about why you can't make it? Why your life is losing? You know, you're agreeing with the enemy. And, you know, I, you don't need to agree with him. You need to agree with God. God says we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. 
And so we don't want to be agreeing with the enemy. And the enemy, listen, the enemy, I really believe, spoke through Job's wife. You know, you may not study Job, but Job was a man in the Old Testament that served God. His, his heart was, as far as he knew, was right with God. And the devil came and attacked his life. And he was, his life was so bad, his kids were killed, and he lost his fortune, and he was sick. Boy, it was a bad situation for Job. And, you know, his wife, you know, I guess the devil got on, you know, wanted to speak through his wife. And, of course, the devil spoke through his wife. I believe it was the enemy. And, and his wife said to Job, Job, won't you just curse God and die? And that's what the devil wants us doing, cursing our situations and then die. Uh, listen, I, no, you need to bless your situation. The Bible says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And you're either going to speak life or death. Blessing or curse. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to bless my life. I'm going to bless my kids. I'm going to bless my car. I'm going to bless my house. I'm going to bless some things. And we need to start blessing some things. And it's, we're in a society where it's, it's easy to be negative. It's easy to speak the wrong things. It's, it seems to be easier. That's why it says in Proverbs 18.21... Death and life, I used to quote it, life and death is in the power of the tongue. But it's actually, it's actually written, death and life, and I've hit on this before, because I think it's easier to be negative than to be positive. Amen? Amen? And I'm going to say this, faith is positive. Faith is always a positive outlook, even though it may not be looking right, it's always a positive outlook of what God can do. Now, we know this. And I ministered this many times, that, that God wanted the children of Israel into the promised land many years before they got into the promised land. And so, and so God, actually the first year that they were in the wilderness, they came out of the Egyptian bondage. God did all these wonderful miracles, you know, did the, you know, the ten plagues and split the Red Sea and swallowed up uh, Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. They got across on dry land. I'm telling you, God did some awesome miracles and God wanted to get them into the promised land. And the Bible says that God uh, instructed Moses to send 12 spies into the promised land. And we found out that, that the 12 spies went out and the promised land uh, was a good land. And, and the Bible says that the 10 spies came back with an a, a, a evil report. Not even a negative report. We would say it today, a negative report. But they came back with an evil report. And the reason why it was evil, they, said, they actually said that, they, that the land was good. It was almost like, well, God, it's almost like us saying, well, God's promises are good, Pastor, but I'm not seeing them in my life. It's kind of like, well, the promises of, yeah, surely Jesus bore our sickness and carried my pain, but I'm still suffering with, with sickness. You know, it, it's almost like, you know, uh, what we're doing is we're discounting the power of God. We're discounting the power of his word and what his word can do in our life. When we're focused on the wrong things and when we're focused on our circumstances, we are discounting the bigness of God. And we need to exalt God and not our circumstances. Amen? And so when the, king, when, the, when the 12 spies and the 10 spies came back, they were exalting the fact of the bigness of the circumstances. There were giants in the land. They said they were grasshoppers in, in the sight of the giants. And they, and they discounted the power of God. And when you discount the power of God in your life, that's called unbelief. 
And we need to start looking at the bigness of God. God is a big God. And so, and so Joshua and Caleb, you know, they said, you know, they said that God is, if God is for us, he would get, he would bring, you know, them into the promised land, no matter how many odds are against them. But of course, we know the congregation went with the 10, you know, losing report of the spies. And so the congregation started crying. They had no hope talking about the, the Israelites. But, but, you know, God got upset about that. And he said it was an evil report. And he said because they spied out the land for 40 days, they were going to spend 40 years into the, in the wilderness. One year of every day they spent in the promised land. And you know what? I'm saying this to you today that you don't want to be in the wilderness any longer than you have to be. And you can be out of your promised land as soon as you want to be. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? It's really, it's how you respond to what's happening to you. You have to respond in a positive light. You know, the Bible says that God always, always, always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Even if I'm going through a storm, God will always cause you to triumph in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're going through, God is with you and he will bring you through it. The Bible says many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, but God. And we got to get God in our equation. But God delivers us out of what? Some of them. All of them. That's right. God delivers us out of all our troubles. So many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of them all. So, yes, we may encounter trials. We may encounter tribulations. But God will deliver us out of them all. Praise God. Do you believe that? And we need to learn to start praising God in the midst of our storm. You know, in the Old Testament, <clears throat> let's look at a story here. In 2 Chronicles 20, uh, this, this was Judah and, and Jehoshaphat was the king over Judah. And they, and they were, you know, in the promised land. Now they're in the promised land. And they're in the promised land. God delivered the promised land into their hands. Amen. And so what happened was that they were in a promised land, but there was, there was three people groups that were against them. And they heard the report that, that Ammon and, 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 and other people groups were trying to destroy them. And they got in, they got in fear. Amen. And so they heard about this in 2 Chronicles uh, 20. Look at, look at verse 1. It says, It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon with them, others beside by the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then they came and said that, and told Jehoshaphat, saying, There comes a great multitude against them from beyond the sea and the sea of Syria. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord, even out of the cities of Judah, that they came to seek the Lord. So we see this, that these peoples, they were in the promised land with the Israelites, and they decided to raise up and try to destroy the Israelites, to destroy Judah. And Jehoshaphat feared. Listen, whenever we get a report, and I, and I say a bad report, you don't want to fear. You don't want to get in fear. But even if you do get in fear, 
because that's a natural tendency of what happens if we get a bad report. We need to seek God. The Bible says that if we're encountering any troubles that, you know, seek God, seek his direction. And so Jehoshaphat, he sought God with the people and they fasted and prayed. The, the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. And so that's the best thing that we can do when we're under a trial in our life is to seek God, to seek direction, to seek some wisdom. And so as they, as they fasted and prayed, they started praying and they started, and I'm going to, you know, paraphrase this, but they started praying and they said, God, you know, uh, these people, when we came into this land, uh, you didn't require us to take these people out. They took a lot of different people out, different tribes out, but, but God didn't require them. God had mercy on these tribes. But now these tribes that were living amongst them was raising up to try to destroy Judah. And they said, and they said Lord, they're trying, they're trying to come against you and your inheritance. In other words, we're God's inheritance. And when the enemy's trying to come against us, he's coming against God. I'm going to say it again. When the devil tries to come against you and your finances, tries to get, come against you and your relationships, try to come against you in your health, he's coming against God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And they said, God, th these people aren't just coming against us. They're coming against your inheritance. They're coming against you. And they said, God, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? In other words, God is a big God. And then the Lord moved on a person and he prophesied and he said, you would not need a fight in this battle for the battle is the Lord's. Yeah. Amen. And, and told him what to do. And really, and, and this was their military strategy. The Lord told them to take the praise and worship team and, and start marching towards the enemy camp, worshiping and praising God. Now, you know, if you're in the military, you never take the worship team to go go into the battleground amen you take your top fighters you take the ones that can fight but listen if you're fighting in the realm of the spirit you better start praising God our fight is not a physical fight against flesh and blood it's a spiritual battle that we're in and we have to understand that the only way we're going to fight this battle is in the spirit you're going to have to fight this battle a lot of times on your knees in prayer and praise. we got to fight our battle on our knees. Amen. And so as they, as they praise and uh, as they praise start walking towards the, the enemy's camp, God set ambushes against the three tribes that were as against Israel. And they started fighting among themselves. They, confusion came in. And they start fighting among themselves. By the time the Israelites got to the camp, there's not one soldier alive of the enemy. And the Bible says that they were all killed. They killed themselves. Confusion came in. And when you start praising God, it confuses the enemy. The enemy plans. They're trying to destroy your family, your finances. Your friendships, I'm telling you, they will get distorted when you start praising and worshiping God. Do you believe that? You know, the devil is, is an organized creature, if I may. He's very organized. He's very systematic. He knows, he knows you. He knows how to work against you. 
He's very organized and systematic. But listen, when you start praising God, the Bible says it shuts down the enemy. It stills the avenger. In other words, it, it shuts him down. Because the enemy's always speaking. How does he? He speaks to you through, through your mind. He will say things. You're not going to make it. This disease is going to overtake you. Your, your, your family's going down. Whatever the enemy tries. You think, it's, you think it's your own thoughts, but a lot of these thoughts are coming from the devil. Amen. I believe that. I don't believe every thought that comes to us comes, it originates from us. There are God thoughts and God can speak to you. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.